Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And I want to talk to you about a subject that's a little bit different today, but I think it's time as I begin to look and, and examine what's going on in around the world. I want to talk about loving your spouse. You know, Jesus needs to be in your marriage, not just his principles. Do's and don'ts won't work without the Holy Spirit to teach you how to carry them out. Under the law, it says to love your wife. The Holy Spirit shows you how to do that. Ask the Holy Spirit how to do that. You need to. Be careful that we don't use all these life coach principles and leave Jesus out of our marriage. I'm not against life coach principles. Matter of fact, I kind of see myself as a life coach because I believe that the principles of life engage us to be better. I believe the principles of life and the principles of God help us to love our spouse. You know, the law, I tell you, not to commit adultery, but we can't do that because the Bible says in Proverbs that a man that commits adultery has a lack of understanding. So the, the, the law under the old covenant tell you, do not commit adultery. But the new covenant will tell, will help you not commit adultery. Now, the new covenant doesn't tell you not to commit adultery. Now, I'm not going out and saying you should be committing adultery. That's not what I'm saying. But if you'll notice something, the old covenant, the do's and don'ts of the old covenant will tell you do not commit adultery or this will happen. The new covenant with the Holy Spirit will teach you how to not commit adultery. Now, the law demands, but grace supplies. Now, the old covenant say, you know what? Don't go out and commit adultery. But it won't tell you how not to keep from doing it. But the Holy Spirit, through the leading of the Holy Spirit in the new covenant, will show you how not to commit adultery. Now, isn't it quite amazing that in John chapter 2, 1 and 2, on the third day, there was a wedding in the Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and the disciples were invited to the wedding. The first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding. He wanted to show that he valued marriage. He gave a demonstration of what he, he is to do in your marriage. Every marriage should have a third party in it named Jesus. Now, I want to show you something that, that I believe is really, really a little bit uh, how we should need to understand marriage and, and walk in that place of marriage and understand how God does. You know, I need the Lord in my life to help me love my wife. It's natural for a woman to love but not submit. It's natural for a man to submit and not love. The woman will ask the man what he wants to eat. He'll respond, I don't care. Now think about that just a minute. God created man with a strong reasoning, but woman with a strong intuition. This is why Ephesians and in Peter, he talks to the woman first. Now look what he said in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, even if some do not obey the word. They, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Now, I want, I want to say something here. A lot of people believe that the wife is indominant and the man is dominant over the wife. That is not what that's talking about. That's talking about wives, be submissive to your own husband, but even if do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conversation or the conduct of the woman. Now, I want you to think about how many men have been won to salvation in the Lord because of the, the lifestyle of their wife. Now look at Ephesians 5 and 22. Wives, submit to your own husband as unto the Lord. Now, I want you to understand something that I believe is, is a very, 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 very great thing for the body of Christ. In Ephesians 5 and 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. When you get married, men, you have no more life of your own. Your life 
should be the woman and the family that God gave you. If it's not, then you're living in a selfish domain. Now, a woman should never let her life be revolved around a man that she is not married to because she will be miserable. Single people are, are not half people. Half people that are looking for the other half aren't ready for marriage. Marriage is whole people looking for whole people. Half people need to stick with Jesus and allow to help them to become whole. Half people will mess a whole person up. Now, this is great revelation for you as a body of believers. I tell people all the time, if you're not ready to be second in a relationship, then you don't need to get married. Because the Bible said that a husband should love his wife as Christ loved the church. That means that your wife should be more important to you. It shouldn't be about what you want all the time and your dominating and domineering factor. It should be about a submissiveness with each other. You know, the Bible says that a wife should submit to her husband. But just a few verses up, it said we should submit to one another. So I want you to realize what he's talking about here. Now look at 1 Peter 3 and 7. Husbands, likewise... Dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to your wife as to the weaker vessel. Now, it doesn't say she is the weaker vessel. It says honor her, give her attention. Honor means to value her. It means to put her first place. What you honor is going to stay with you. What you dishonor is going to walk away from you. As being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So the word honor means to value. Women need to be valued. When she sees that you value something more than her, that is not honoring her. Now you say, well, pastor, I, I love her and I, I've spent time with her and I want to be with her. That's not the real purpose of a husband and wife. A husband and wife is two people that come together as one, united in Christ, with Christ being the center of that marriage. That's what it's all about. I see so many broken homes today, so many children that are struggling because they don't know the balance of what a father's supposed to be like, what a mother's supposed to be like. I don't care how good your mother is, she can't be a dad. I don't care how good your dad is, she can't be a mother. Now, does that mean a good child can't come out of a, a broken marriage? Absolutely not. But they must have some training in the revelation and some understanding of the wisdom of God because this is what the beauty of grace is all about.